Okay, we're rolling. Oh, oh, excellent. This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show rife with witty, buckle-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you, while our fascinating fun features fluster, flummox, fill, fulfill, <laughs> and thrill you. And uh, I am uh, Professor P. Soup, as you know, international rock legend, radio savant, amateur wildlife photographer, the original dum-dum boy, and... I know there might be this aura built up around me, but honestly, there's I, I'm nothing mysterious. All you need to know to kind of like relate is that I walk 47 miles of barbed wire, got a cobra snake for a necktie, got a brand new house on the roadside, and it's made out of rattlesnake hides. In other words, I'm just like all of you, except for my one distinctive claim to fame, which is I'm the architect of the bon mot misdirection technique, as employed on any and every show I do, wherein one bunts with some off-the-cup witticism to <clears throat> mask one's general ignorance of virtually any given subject. I'll be doing a webinar in the spring on this, and if you're interested in pre-registering, write to us at the both email. But uh, we are ready, Punkin, to uh, get this Casey Jones up to a good head of steam, so surely you must be about to say something or at least introduce yourself. Yes, I am the vocalist for the rock band Ascent. That's A-S-N-T, and you can find us on your favorite music platforms by searching A-S-N-T or A-S-N-T Rocks, and we are dark, hard rock. So if you like that kind of thing, you may be into us. Who knows? So now for my um, maybe tired now feature, uh, not feature really, I guess introductory, introductory feature, who dat? So I am a record producer, part-time actor, and rapper, my DJ name was Dr. J in honor of Julius Irving, the basketball uh, legend. I was a great swimmer and diver, but my grades and attendance weren't where they needed to be for me to pursue either. Initially, I found Ruthless Records with a pal and became part of a famous group. I was fined for assaulting a TV host in 1991 because of what she said about my group. I was a main artist for DRR that was co-led by someone no one would call a knight. Oh, man. Uh, that is so... There's so much there. <clears throat> I mean, it's there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of clues there, except I seem to be missing most of them. I'm picturing some mogul type, some... Nobody really knows what he does, but he's big like uh, Diddy or something like that. But um, I'm, I'm kind of stumped. Fascinated. Stumped. It is Dr. Dre. Ah, Mr. Death Row. Yeah, DRR's Death Row Records. Had I oh, said okay. Death Row Records, I would have got known. it, of course. And then was co-led by someone who no one would call a knight is in reference to Suge Knight. Suge. Oh, see, so. and I should have known. Uh, Dre is one of those few rappers that I can actually enjoy. You know, uh, so he's. Th- I should have known that. Yeah, he's badass. Yeah. He's super badass. Yes, well, he is. So that leads for you to talk about the theme for this week. So already a feature... No, I'm, it's just, I don't have to say much, do I, here? Okay, good. All right, and this week's theme is... Wait for it. You're reedling my mind. That was not even hard to say at all. Not, not even for anybody. From the UK. So we're going to be having tracks that Christina found from the UK and uh, named after a bird which is native to the UK, she tells me. Uh, for this stand-in theme, we focus on the music from a specific continent, country, state, city, etc., in place of an open theme. And for this show... The UK. I like it. Go on. Very nice. Well, 
So we got some feedback, <clears throat> and I found and was told and understand that Finchworthy slang last time was not used but twice. So no, we, we don't it. have a sign for it, we're so we forget. I forget. So for this every show feature, we are challenged to use a selected song or word phrase as much as possible throughout the show, whether it makes sense or not. And because we didn't do it justice, we are going to do Stan again. And a stan is a combination of stalker and fan. If you stan someone, it means you're obsessed, but not in a creepy way. Now, I was also um, scolded for not saying that this was coined by Eminem in 2000 and is now in the dictionary. So, stanning someone. We mentioned it a couple times, but apparently we are sleeping on the job. So, we're going to talk about stanning I uh, stan all of the artists today, so we'll be talking about that. And probably we stan some of the artists in our features. So that is our Finchworthy slang take two, because apparently we were just not fucking good enough before. And and, and honestly, it is kind of creepy, but that's okay. I think we should own that. Yeah, I can own And that. I haven't stanned anybody yet because we haven't heard the songs, but I am sure uh, she has an uncanny knack of finding artists the world over, well, or from U the UK this time, who positively are stan-worthy. Absolutely. So, speaking of stan-worthy, let's listen to Micah Miller with a song called Heaven Knows. She is R&B, soul, gospel, and neo-soul, and she is currently touring the UK and hails from Manchester. So, Micah Miller.
All right, that was Micah Miller with Heaven Knows. So there's a lot to talk about here. I will let you start. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot. This song has an amazing jazzy R&B swagger. I just, you're just hooked by it right away. Soul definitely, as they say, gospel uh, for certain. And it's muscular. It's really bold. And uh, it's super tight, but there's a am- fantastical uh, spontaneity about it. I mean, it's like a volcano of creativity. And, you know, if this if they can do this, you're thinking there is nothing they can't do. And they're most certainly an act. Uh, and I looked at what the makeup of this group is because that was a total blind date, you know, uh, is uh, definitely stand worthy, something to stand for. She's incredible. She is from the UK. And when I stumbled upon this amazing artist, I will tell you one of the things that draws me mm-hmm. to an artist before I ever get to hear them is their album art. And uh, she's on the cover of the album with good reason. She's just striking, and the voice that comes out of her is incredible. She's so smooth, so powerful, just commanding. I'm in the front row with my hands in the air, in the, the, the best pew in the whole place, and I'm eagerly awaiting the next line. I am totally in church. I hear the neo-soul. I hear the R&B. I hear the gospel. I hear the soul. I hear it in the hand claps, the backing vocals, the callbacks are something that I just live for. And then the organ came in. Yes, please. I'm all about Micah Miller. And if you know what's good for you, you will go find her on Facebook at Micah Miller Music. That's M-I-C-A Miller Music. Well, it is no easy act to follow, but you're going to have to try. All right. And before I start the feature, I want to thank the listeners who are out there concerned about me, feeling certain that the insupportable workload that I shouldered in the last couple of shows weakened me to the point I might even collapse during this one. You know, that, I appreciate that so much. And uh, if it does happen, I'll edit it right out. I promise. They're looking and uh, this is ordinarily the point where I would kick or make some uh, crack about having to do a feature, but I don't know, maybe the bath salts are unusually potent tonight, but I just say, put me in coach. Let's do that feature. There it is. And the feature we have selected for tonight is No Egrets albums we love and for this feature we share albums we love why and the indelible impact it had on or has still had uh, or, <laughs> or has still has on our life there you go now first a quick little visualization here picture tar in fact picture an entire pit of the stuff and picture large creatures sunk up to their ankles in it but mm. don't feel bad they're not piteously struggling. They're they, fossil fuel. They like it in the tar pit, and they want to stay there forever. Know anyone like that? <laughs> because this is where all the good music is, like the music of 1974. And don't worry, I'm not going to slam uh, uh, History Strikes Back on you. I'm not going to sneak one in the side door. Mm. But as we know, 1974 was an embarrassment of riches musically, as we have discussed. True. Uh, Band Company's first album, Kiss's first two. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> She's always like, No. Move no. on, move on. No. Bowie, Diamond Dogs, Yes, We're Layer, Queen 2, and Sheer Heart Attack, Stones, It's Only Rock and Roll. It's, a, it was, it's just a fabulous, phenomenal year. And uh, to your surprise, the 1974 platter that matters, I've opted to talk about tonight, contains a couple of songs that you probably even know. So it's a kind of a new thing. You know? It is kind of a new thing. You know, and whatever glam rock is supposed to mean with its flash clothing, its pretty hair, and a sound which I've heard described as bubblegum with broken glass... This record, and indeed this band, are its purest form. Mm. I'm speaking, of course, of England's Sweet, or The Sweet, alternately. There seems to be no official uh, definitive answer on it. And the album, which I've rhapsodized in brief over before, 
Uh, but now it's time to throw brevity to the dogs and speak at length about the LP known as Desolation Boulevard. Mm. You know, and by the way, the girlies just stand for the glam boys. Just had to say. It's you know? true. It's true. It is true. Yeah. So true. All right. Me some girly men. <laughs> right. Glam, you know, you put that makeup on, you put that that shiny flash on. None uh, of the men wear makeup. Yeah. Right at the beginning of side one, we have one of the tunes that you probably know about the girl in the corner and the man in the back and what happened when the man in the back said everyone attack. It turned into a what, pumpkin? Ballroom blitz. Ah, very good, very good, my yes. little chicken day. Very good, indeed. Yes, the ballroom blitz kicking off this classic disc with a sort of military Gene Krupa beat and singer Brian Connolly introduces the band by way of inquiring as to their state of preparedness. Are you ready, Steve? Bassist Steve Priest, who we recently lost, answers, uh-huh. Andy? Guitarist Andy Scott replies, yeah. Mick? A needless question, as drummer Mick Tucker has been already playing since the beginning of the song. Gamely answers, okay. Well, all right, fellas, Connolly shrieks. Let's go. And... The dirty riff kicks in, and the lack of expectant elation in any human soul hearing this provides de facto evidence of being a budding you-know-what, serial killer, right? Okay. Mm, yeah. Yes, I think, yeah. Uh, you might remember this song being covered by Tia Carrara's band in Wayne's World. <laughs> she's, she's going, uh-huh. Absolutely. That's, absolutely. And hopefully you've heard it on the radio about 3.7 million times, which is approaching the minimum recommended number. Mm. The Ballroom Blitz was written by one of those hit-making songwriting duos like Lieber and Stoller who write for other art people, namely Chin and Chapman, uh, that is Nikki Chin and Mike Chapman, who have earned the title of Hit Machines. And I said that for Christina's benefit. <laughs> she loves that term. You know? I love that term. Love that term. Uh, I love when 40 million people write one song. It's great. <laughs> no, two guys. In fact, they wrote one of Sweet's earlier hits, Little Willie, which, uh, to my knowledge, is not about micropenis, but rather a glam rock classic about a fellow who just won't go home and who won't be pushed around. You know this one, I'm sure, right? Don't nope. you? Little Willie, Willie won't go home. Oh, my goodness. Nope. Did you miss that one? Wow. Never heard it. All right. And I know this will get you, madam. They also wrote Exiles, Kiss You All Over. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. Instant respect for Chen and wow. Chapman here. <laughs> that is one of the, my favorite songs. I knew. Heard. I said, oh, shit. I got to tell her this one. And if that were not enough, they composed the entire side one of Desolation Boulevard while the band itself wrote side two. Wrote side two. Because these aren't just pretty faces who can jam. They showed they can write the hits, too, because their biggest hit ever is on the flip side. But anyway, after Ballroom Blitz, we get the stirring and anthemic The Sixteens. That's one of those choruses you're going to be singing along to once you hear it. Nice harmonies, and that's one of the special things about Sweet. Like Boston, they hit really hard, but with tasty layered vocals. You know, it's really cool. A bit more retro, and yes, bubblegum off in sound, which is a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Depends. Next up, an angry little rocker called No You Don't, which was covered by Pat Benatar on her debut album, In the Heat of the Night. You ever hear that one? No. No, okay. Along with many other covers, almost the whole record, in fact, including a total of three Chen and Chapman songs, and Alan Parsons, and even Mr. Mellencamp mm. on the first album, uh, I Need a Lover. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And up to the next track, ACDC. Now, this was a year before the legendary Australian band would make their appearance on the scene, and it wasn't a reference to bi-directional currents, electrical components going both ways. It was about... Another kind of going both ways, actually. Oh, my. Uh, we don't hear the phrase used in this regard much anymore, but that's what it meant back then. <laughs> and this one was also covered by, of all people, 
Joan Jett. I wonder what drew Joan to this particular song. Mm, I don't know. Mm, I can't imagine. I don't have any guesses. Uh, rounding outside one, there's a song that foreshadowed by a few years a certain iconic New York punk quartet. Think leather jackets and ripped jeans. Mm. In that, the title contains the word wanna. And well, I want to be committed also could have inspired the Ramones' virtual obsession with mental illness, demonstrated by songs like... Gimme, gimme shock treatment. I want to be well. Teenage lobotomy. Psychotherapy. And who, of course, could forget? Go mental. Uh, echoey vocoder voices, church bells, and an erratic unhinged flow from section uh, one section to another makes I want to be committed three minutes and 14 seconds of glorious headbagging pogo fun, which will make you, like the narrator, think you're a sweet and sour chow boy. Whatever the fuck that means. It's in the song. I assure you. It's in the lyric. You know? Sweet and sour chow boy. All, All right. right. I should add that to my bio. You know? Wow. Flipping over side two, and if Desolation Boulevard had a misstep, it would be this one. Sweet F.A., which, in addition to referencing their previous album, Sweet Fanny Adams, is short for British slang, namely, fuck all, which means nothing, you know. Shit. Doing Sweet F.A. is pretty much what I like to do when I'm not burdened with the drudgery of the show, you know. (laughs) She's like, the problem is the lyric, it's just plain wrong, I'm not even going to dwell on it. It could never be right. However, the music is just off the chain. We got galloping chunk a chunk of metal guitars with some distorted overdubs, uh, the kind we would be hearing a few years later by Black Sabbath. They've they've foreshadowed a lot of stuff on this album, and uh, it's not at all dissimilar from Hearts Barracuda a few years before that. And at six and a quarter minutes, it's the album's longest song, and much of it is instrumental and full of twists and turns and weird proggy synthesizer flourishes. And I don't hate that. And guitarist Andy Scott, still ready, runs amok for quite some time, redeeming Sweet F.A. and making it not even close to a throwaway track. Mm. Oh, but a synthesizer intro straight out of Styx's playbook leads into the next track and the one you absolutely positively know, Fox on the Run. Get out of it. She's shaking her head. Get the fuck. You know. Everybody knows. Every origine who's never left the outback knows Fox on the Run. Then sing it. Fox on the run, you scream and everybody comes. I don't want to know your name. You've got to be kidding me. No, oh, I got nothing. Tragedy. Oh, okay. Oh, it's such a disappointment. Well, okay. I am such a disappointment. I'll continue with what I wrote because every other living human being on earth has heard Desolation or has heard Fox on the run. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. One of those maddeningly catchy and agreeable songs you gleefully sing along with. Although, upon any kind of examination, the lyric's pretty messed up on that one, too. <laughs> I don't want to know your name, he sings. Why? Because you don't look the same the way you did before. Uh, okay, you think you got a pretty face, but the rest of you is out of place. You looked all right before. Fucking great stuff, you know. You, you talk about just every band, but the names you drop are all secondhand. I've heard it all before. Really warm and tender stuff here. Wow. Your body's falling apart. The stuff you say is uninteresting, so run and hide yourself away, you know. Cold, dude. Cold. Wow. Written about a certain groupie, Andy Scott explains this was intended to be a, there was intended to be another verse that they never got around to doing, but the song was a smash and established them as a force to be reckoned with, and not just puppets of Chin and Chapman who want to kiss you all over. <laughs> All right, next up, a song I really like to go mental to, Set Me Free. Opening with pummeling riffs and then taking off like a runaway train, the song pauses a few times for little Uriah Heap-style solos, but otherwise, this frantic tune about a man at his wit's end is big, big fun. And when I need to get my coagulated 60-year-old blood thinned out and pumping, this is one of my go-tos. Hell yeah. In a metal mood once more, the song 
Into the Night blends high drama with Bubblegum Camp for another stellar track. Nice drawn-out moody drum section accompanied with gongs and bells and all kinds of weirdness. Infuses this glitzy tune with a little bit of gravitas. But sweet, like the Spice Girls, never gives up on the good times. And sometimes it's fitting to end an album on a moody note. Uh, a sense bleed uh, like us, Evolution of Sorrow, for example, which brilliantly serves up a haunting acoustic version of its opening track, as different from the former's hard rock onslaught as possible. But Sweet kind of plays it my way uh, and ends the album with the truly exhilarating number Solid Gold Brass. And I, I could never honestly figure out what the song was about, but that's typical of me. But uh, thanks to the wonder of the interwebs, I've seen some explanations. Could be about a woman, could be about drugs, but three of the four band members contribute vocals to it, and it's a luscious mid-tempo rocker with some sweet riffs and a truly surprising jazz variation on itself in the middle. Breaking into some classic guitar leads, more choruses, and a slam-bang grand finale, which is a great way to end this musical fireworks display. And I couldn't say enough about the hours of joy this record has brought me over the years and still does. This album gleefully hits you like a solid gold brass knuckles. And if you're not one of those moody emo goth types, or even if you are, and if you're uh, any kind of self-respecting rock and roller with an open mind looking for something you'll never develop a resistance to, I recommend you give a good solid gold brass listen to Desolation Boulevard. Toot sweet. Oh, Oh, no. He did not say that. With haste. Do it with haste, he saith. <laughs> it didn't start out that way. I was actually going along thinking, okay, I say give a good solid go breast lesson to Desolation Boulevard. Pronto, stat, post haste, as you said. <laughs> I was thinking those things, and I thought, no, oh, you dumbass. Too sweet. sweet. <laughs> Brilliant. All Loving right. It. Take it, kid. Take it. Well, the only thing I have to say, and I, I'm not trying to bring down the whole thing, is Ballroom Blitz does nothing for me. So I wonder... If I want to listen to this album, would I be disappointed or would it turn me around? I wa- one has to wonder. It's sad that I have to wonder, but it's just like Ballroom Blitz did not stir you. Perhaps if you did hear the entire album, yeah. Uh, I mean, Maybe. Box on the Run for heaven's sakes, which yes. I'd never heard. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I guess my mom had it tuned to the wrong radio station in the car. Too much. Too much prog. <laughs> I uh, no. I think it was too much. Uh, too much Motown. Oh. Too much Motown. Can you have too much Motown? Probably not. Only if but, it only if it knocks the prog aside. But I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. But it sounds like some of those lyrics were not crystal clear. Yeah, there Kestrel, were some that Kestrel. were not crystal clear, and there are some you wish were not. Yes, absolutely. Well, that was very interesting. So I think that this is a really great feature for people to listen to. Entire albums, which people don't do nearly enough. Not and nearly enough. Now you have had a rousing endorsement. So go listen to the album. I have a feeling I'm going to do it, although I'm going to just bypass Ballroom Blitz. <laughs> well, Not it is the first jam. track, so it won't ruin the order too much. Excellent. Well, perfect. All right. Well, from that feature where there is that endorsement to another endorsement of a band called Objections... And their song is BSA Day, Better Luck Next Time. So it's quite a mouthful. And they are alternative post-punk and prog noise, which is super fascinating. Uh, they're from England, and this track was released on 125. So we are going to listen to a brand new track from a new-to-us band, Objections.
right. Well, that was objections. So I will say <laughs> the opening guitar sounds kick off the prog noise track and set a nice mood. Then the vocals come in. Insistent, sassy, with a hint of sexy accent. I can just, I just hear it a little bit. And the drummer, who is absolutely holding it down, um, are prog noise and post-punk magnificence, in my humble opinion, of course. And the end almost feels like a nanny, 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 which I really like. I like the sassiness of the track. I like that it's kind of... I don't know. It reminds me of so many things. It reminds me of The Pretenders. It reminds me of Blondie. It reminds me of um, Spice Girls. It reminds me of a little bit of all of that. And I just think it's such a great track. I'm so glad I stumbled upon Objections. What are your thoughts? Apropos of nothing having to do with Objections, it is wonderful to have the Spice Girls be mentioned twice so far tonight. Wow. All right, I have no objections. Now, I don't know what BSA Day stands for because it's British. Here, BSA is like Boy Scouts of America. I don't don't think it has to do with that. No clue. But better luck next time. We got lucky this time with this song because the way it starts out with these dirty guitars is always a really winning thing to do. (laughs) Very winsome. Sure. And the bass is so gritty, and uh, it's just like the perfection of garage. It's techno, and it's punk. And I know they're British, but for some reason it just... that has this German thing about it too, a little bit of German thing about it, like the vocals, like Nina Hagen, Terry Nunn. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's it's germ. It sounds very. It's not just UK. It's all of Europe sound. That. And there's this Adrian Blue style industrial lead guitar that is just ah, oh, I love it. And the whole song is just so relentless. It never backs down from what it's doing. As many great songs don't like heroes, it just comes up bang, and cashmere. It just they just come up bang bang bang. They don't. And this song is like that. It is super powerful, and I just love the whole thing, start to finish. Uh, Objections is a fantastic group here, so excellent work. Absolutely. So there's a lot more where that came from, and there will be a lot more. This one was just released on 125, so you're going to want to go to Facebook and follow Objections the band. So speaking of busted-ass things, which we really weren't, but I'm bringing it up now, I have a busted-ass voice, and of course this time we're doing Hummingbirds, which is the feature where we hum songs and see if the other person can guess the song in a head-to-head battle. So I blame allergies and the weather change on this fucking horrible-sounding voice I have, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try to hum horribly... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> these songs and still try to win <laughs> so i i know the struggle sister so well i'm sorry <laughs> and i don't know why i sound like this today but whatever what are you gonna do the show must go on so um you start and we'll see if i can get it because this time you start the little round Uh oh and i wonder theme no theme i'm not known for them but mm-hmm. it's always possible oh oh could be huh oh oh all right what part are we gonna pick hold mm. on La 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 Oh my god, you should do another part. La 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 Okay, how about La 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 Stairway to heaven By any particular band? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Okay. Let's see, see, I'm trying to help you here. 
<laughs> You're not trying to do shit. There, there might be a slight handicap, you know. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh, you know. No. Huh. Okay. Sorry, carry on. All right. Them is some serious fighting words. So, <clears throat> I assume you will get all of these because I'm incredibly um, kind and generous. <clears throat> la, la, la. La, 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 la. La, la, la. La, 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 la. Um, la, la, la. Um, can't believe you didn't get that. I, I, I'm incredulous myself. Nothing? You got nothing? No. La, la, la. La, 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 la. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. La, la, I'm, I'm done. La. Oh, all right. Well, I'm not going to la-la anymore. It's Ooh, Baby, Baby by The Miracles. Uh, I know you know that song. Sure, of course. Yeah. Maybe I, didn't that's do part it. of the agony I, uh, because <laughs> I knew that. Maybe it wasn't a very good rendition. No, no. It's, I tried. It's, it's just an agony thing. All right. All right. How about this one? La, 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 la. La 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 la. Belinda Carlisle. Belinda Carlisle. Heaven is a place on earth. And who does not stand for Belinda? Okay. I stand for Belinda. It's a cheesy ass song, but I'm totally down. Heaven is a place on earth. Belinda Carlisle. Very well. Yes, yes. Very nice. Clobbering spree. Well underway. I don't know if that's what it is. I'm not sure. But at least you didn't say something about a cotton ball and all that because we would have had to have some words. All right. La 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 la. La 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 <laughs> la 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 Running away with me. I hate I I do not like the Stones version of that at all. Uh, no. uh, I'm gonna say temptations, uh no miracles, uh just my imagination. No, you had it right the first temptation, time. Temptation, sorry, temptation. You sorry. had it right. Yeah. Very nice, yes. That's right, it wasn't miracles. And you know what's really funny is I practice these because if I can't hum them, then I can't do them. You ac- you're actually doing them very well. Oh, and, good. I uh, have to practice them. And your voice uh, sounds like it's holding up okay. Oh, my God. Thank you. All right. How about this one? La, 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 la. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. Bye. Brian Adams. <laughs> Mr. Brian Adams. This clearly right. is my decade. Yep. There we go. Heaven and theme, I wonder. Hmm. Hmm. Is to heaven? Heaven is a place on earth? I heaven? don't know. Hmm. I no. feel I could, I don't know, maybe I'm nothing. still trying. I'm still trying I'm to piece it sure. all together. Go ahead. Um, la, 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 la. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> the head shake helped so much. <laughs> la, 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 la. La 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 What? I I swear it's just I must have missed something. No, you got nothing. Nope, nope. Can't help myself. I love you and nobody else. else. Oh, oh. Sugar Pie Honey Bunch? No, it's I Can't Help Myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that's where they say Sugar yeah. Pie Honey Bunch. Yeah. Uh, Some people yes. call it Sugar Pie Honey Bunch. Uh, that's not what Sort of called. a vernacular Bye. thing. Yeah. Bye. Oh, I'm going to say uh, Miracles. Nope. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Not to mention, not Miracles. Um, 
Four tops. Yes. Yes. Okay. I sorry. Knew you knew that. Yeah. I'm like, Whew. come on. <laughs> I'm like, it's gonna come to you. But uh, but that I was I was lost anyway. But N- no, no. Okay. Does that mean I got to do your last one? Yes. Okay. All right. La 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 something la 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 la. I'm afraid I don't know the rest of the song. I know this song. La 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 la. Afraid I don't know the verses. <laughs> la 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 la. I got nothing. Heaven. Oh, I thought you would know that one. Uh-uh. Heaven knows it's not the way it should be. Donna Summer. No, what? I don't know that and one. And who does not stand for Donna Summer? I do, but I, I don't know you. that one. Okay, anyway, but nice, nice. Well, <clears throat> oh, I tried. Wait. I tried. You did. It was lovely. It was very lovely. Oh, tell me I have another. You have one more. Okay. La 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 Don't throw my love away Baby Love Diane Ross and the Supremes or just the Supremes or whatever. Love, love, love everybody does, you know. Yes, this is obviously all Motown. That was my thing was Motown. So well, well played. Very nice, very nice, well done. you even got the four tops. Yeah, uh, I can't believe it took me that long, but yeah. That's all right. That's all right. Um, Very, very nice. Well, that was a fun round of hummingbirds. It actually got something, so that's nice. So, you know, I wanted to take a moment. Yeah, your usual complete total defeat uh, gets a little old. Yeah, Yeah, it does. (laughs) It gets a little old when you're just totally trying to fuck me like that. So uh, the audience knows. The audience knows what you've been up to. Just trying to make me look a fool, trying to make me look ridiculous. Like, I don't know music at all. They know I would never do that. <laughs> they know that's exactly what's been going on. Um, so one of the things we have still been remiss on is this stand thing. So I want to go ahead and say, so far, standing for these artists, these that we are playing for you tonight, all of them. <clears throat> all right, the next new artist, well, new to you, new to us, is Billy Nomates with a song called Balance Is Gone off the new album that was released in January of this year. And Billy is alt-pop, punk, electronic, and post-punk. Now, I have to say, I typically have to truncate the extensive list of descriptors, right? The genres get longer and stranger. and But the thing that's really interesting is they're super descriptive of the music. But I can't have 42... De- I mean, this is going to be like... There's already like five pages I, to our format. I, I can't do have to do commend that. you for the ones you picked are all extremely uh, promising. Right? I'm yeah. just saying they're, they're tasty. You got our attention. Juicy, right? Yeah. So um, actually, also interesting fact is while she lives in England, she's on tour and will be coming to the States in May and will be in L.A., our neck of the woods here at Birds, on May 23rd at the Moroccan Lounge. So, holy shit, if you like what you hear, and there's no doubt you will, come out and see this solo artist who sounds like a full band doing what she does best. Let's take a listen to Billy now. My inner peace. 
All right, we just listened to Billy Nomates and uh, Balance is Gone. So you can't forget the title of this song. I think you'd agree, right, David? You can't forget it. Balance is no, Gone. No, thank heaven. It's, uh, you're singing along with it almost from the from, second time from they Jump do it. Street, yeah. right? Just right there. I love her voice. You know, I mean, I'm reading the descriptors, and I think they're they're accurate. But if I'm thinking of her voice, I hear soul. I hear rock. I hear pop. I hear new wave um, with a, just a hint of electronic charm, which I really enjoy. But that vocal, as you know, David, a strong vocal will get me every time. Yeah. And I heard that and I went, holy shit, that's an amazing vocal. I just want to hear what else she can do. Um, the synth and 80s like kind of video game sounds were amazing. They were welcome. They're fun. Check. <laughs> uh, they're well-timed. <laughs> You know, I thought it was cute. It's a little tongue-in-cheek. It's playful. Um, but then also, it's very serious, good music. It's got it's just punctuated with all these fun little bleep bloops, beep bop sounds, and I love it. What did you think? I think you used half the words I was already going to use that I have written <laughs> right down here. But it's always like that, though, isn't it? You know what that is? Mind meld. But it is mind meld. Mind it meld. is. You, you guess that it's too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. Uh, the, it starts out as so wonderfully driven by, I mean, I, I have no idea how do they achieve these sounds or anything about sound, but it sounds like just plain old organic bass, only very trebly, and it just, it, it absolutely carries the whole song. And as I said, you're singing long, the balance is gone uh, from the first. You literally yeah, were From the singing. beginning, yes. You have to. Yes. There's, a, as you said, super high octane female vocal. Oh, Incredible. Yeah. The whole of the whole proceeding is uh, beautifully loud and insistent. Yes, but as you said, there is this playful synth break, and uh, what it, it's hard to explain what it does for the song. It just solidifies everything. It does uh, as just uh, this you band didn't know you is wanted so it, rich. But you, you know? wanted it. Uh, fantastic work. Uh, another another stunner. Absolutely. Well, I will say, you know, I scour Bandcamp for these and. Bandcamp is just a revelation. It just does not disappoint. It allows me to dive in. What a great time I had. You want to find Billy Nomates. I know you do. You're standing. I'm standing. David's standing. Everyone is standing. So go to Facebook and look up Billy Nomates Tour. And that's B-I-L-L-Y-N-O-M-A-T-E-S-T-O-R. I'm telling you, this is this is amazing. I'm super excited about all these artists and what a what an interesting mix of artists this time, right? UK delivers. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's crazy. Well, don't we all know so many great artists in the UK? It's Absolutely. incredible. Absolutely. So many. Well, I'm going to go from this particular great artist to another artist that is near and dear to our hearts and that's Professor P Soup. Take what? it away. Oh, I must do a feature. Yes. As I said, I'm still game, of course. All right, we did no egrets. Now it's time for Unnested Flying Solo. Oh, I love these. And for this feature, we look at artists who left bands and went solo. And tonight, well, coming out of the Motor City, the Murder City, or to hear Kiss tell it, Rock City. <laughs> She's like, oh, shit. Bringing up Kiss again. Detroit in 19... 19- I'm going to start counting, what is that, like six times? <laughs> well, yes. Well, we did winging it, and it was a lot of Kiss. Right. Right. In, uh, it's true. Coming out of Detroit in 1969 and still working, touring, putting up records and all that to this very day is the subject of tonight's spotlight. It's like, please just tell us. No, sorry. No. <laughs> the, I, 
I like this. I like, no, we can't. I yeah. like the buildup because yeah. I'm like, I don't know who it is either, folks. I yes, have no idea. Yes. So if, as much as you're on the edge of your seat, I am too. I'm barely breathing. <laughs> baited breath. Completely yes, baited. Just, <gasps> The fellow in question started out in a band and went solo as per the parameters of this feature, but furthermore, once used part of the band's name as his own, which is not his given name at birth. Hmm. That lets out Ted Nugent, who meets the other criteria, but he never used any part of Amboy Dukes, who actually premiered in 1967, the other two were 69, as his own moniker, and his name really is Ted Nugent, so it can't be him. Alice Cooper is a little bit closer, but... Though no part of his birth name has he ever used professionally, Alice Cooper was the name of the band and his name while in the group and to this day. The third likely subject, however, started out using the band's name as his last name, every bit as fictitious as the first, but upon hitting the second album, he adopted the name we know him by today. Now, Punkin, I know who dad is your bit, but I've managed to find a little workaround here to do do it kind of on my own. So can you tell me who dad, with the additional hint... That I miss that I recently misstated his real name on the show. I feel so put on the spot. Okay. I feel vulnerable and exposed. <laughs> All right. I'm, no. I, no lay, ch- I lay naked and no, no chicken dinner. Uh, <laughs> Iggy Pop. Yeah. Fuck. That's right. Yeah, I called him James Osterman. I must have been thinking about like the Osterman weekend or something. You know, like, so funny. Oh god. Indeed, he was known as Iggy Stooge, but only for the band's self-titled debut, adopting the name Iggy Pop for the second album, Funhouse, which would turn out to be the original incarnation's last. Not exactly setting the world on fire in their own time, though they became known as groundbreaking, seminal masterpieces later. Uh, and as bassist Dave Alexander was dealing with alcoholism and Iggy struggling with heroin addiction, Holy shit. the band dissolved and the, uh, the Ig moved to England. Uh, having signed to Columbia Records, he was set to record a solo album with guitarist James Williamson, but had trouble finding a suitable English rhythm section. We won't make any jokes about that. The uh, brothers... <laughs> Brothers Ron and Scott Ashton, the original Stooges guitarist and drummer respectively, were brought over with Ron Ashton reluctantly assuming the bass position. It's like, now you got to play bass. Yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, the lineup released an, an album under the name Iggy and the Stooges, and of course that would be the iconic Raw Power. But that was the end of that, and not until 34 years later would they reunite with Ron Ashton back on guitar to release an album called The Weirdness. Uh, he died in 2009, replaced again by Williamson, and they put out another album in 2013. Then they officially announced their breakup. So six years after their induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, on account of the deaths of their drummer and their saxophone player, they announced it was over. Okay, finally. But their entire discography amounts to only five LPs, but Mr. Pop's oeuvre weighs in at 19 studio albums. Wow. Starting from his unnested flying solo debut, The Idiot, followed by Lust for Life, both released in 1977, and both collaborations with the one man Iggy credits with grasping the quality of the Stooges' music and saying so in print, David Bowie. The two friends... <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. The two friends... <laughs> we had, I'm so glad we're here, that's all. We had technical difficulties before, you, you'll never know anything about until I tell you. Yes. That, um, and I, being useless on-air talent, couldn't offer any help. So, uh, thankfully, Punkin was able to fix everything, because so, we were on a roll, and we wanted to do the shows, but yeah. we almost got sunk. So we're still here, and uh, so close. you will bear the brunt. Okay, so. <laughs> You will reap the benefits. Aye, the two friends were living in Berlin, doing their best to stay clear of drugs, but getting very experimental in their music. Mm. He describes the idiot as a cross between James Brown and Kraftwerk. <laughs> oh, I can hear that. Yeah, right? I never would have thought of it. I can hear that. Definitely a departure from the Stooges, and not very welcomed by some. 
On Bowie's part, he released the same year two albums, 1977. Again, Low and Heroes, which were pretty far out, even for such an eclectic and outside-the-box artist as himself. And any honest assessment of Iggy Pop would have to cast him the same way. With a few rare exceptions, he's put out a new album every couple of years and clearly doesn't feel bound to any particular style. And this is cause for some consternation with fans, but to my way of thinking, he never disappoints. Mm. Whether it's the bizarre world music-flavored zombie birdhouse <laughs> to the uh, na- gnarly punk metal of like cold metal and everything, uh, it's always Iggy and like a great or er, skull ring. It's always Iggy and like a great character actor. Whatever he's doing, he makes you believe it implicitly, which is no small feat considering his improvisational style of lyricism. Take, for example, the first song on the Stooges album, 1969. Now, last year I was 21. I didn't have a lot of fun. And now I'm going to be 22. I say, oh my, and uh, boo-hoo. <laughs> yes, boo-hoo. One doesn't sit, that's what I'm saying about his improvisational style. One doesn't sit up all night with a notepad, wearing a pencil to its nub, crafting li- rhymes like 21, lot of fun, 22, boo-hoo. <laughs> I hope not. I, he was really the original freestyler, you know. Oh. Uh, next oh. time, no, oh. but I mean. You he, just offended every rapper oh. in the world. <laughs> well, I, he was. Uh, and I mean that as a high praise. I'm a big fan, but. Uh, next time you hear The Passenger, just take note of the lyric. Uh, to my knowledge, almost every single lyric on the album is his own, and in fact, a better part of all his material, words and music, are straight from the brain of the Ig. Ozzy Osbourne, he is not. You know, He's just not there to sing. You know? He's <laughs> the man. You know? Thank God he's nothing like Ozzy, or yeah. I would not even listen to him. Now, like a lot of my favorite artists, iconic acts, cult favorites like the Ramones, the Tubes, Blue Oyster Cult, Iggy Pop never generated soupy sales. I, okay. Super, sorry, super sales. I almost we just I, came up to soup. I said soupy. We did soupy again. <laughs> it's the second time I actually soupies did it. come up. Super sales, sorry. <laughs> uh, but despite the uh, hot and cold treatment from critics, he managed to maintain an audience and following enough to keep going, except... In 1992, when he released my personal favorite, a musical cornucopia called Brick by Brick. And he had something of a hit single there, too, on that one with Kate Pearson of the B-52s called Candy. It was almost a concept album, too, in a way. Thematically consistent, at least. Kicking up with a cheerful rocker called Home with one of his classic outro vamps. When I get home, I feel so good because the door is locked and it ain't just wood. No asshole can get in my way. I wish you could see Christina. Every motherfucker really needs a home. I ain't on the street. I don't have to be a bum. Nobody can get at me. They can't fuck with me. They can't fuck with me. You don't write that stuff in advance, you know. <laughs> One would hope not. Traditional family values served up Iggy style, and for all the grim and stark songs throughout his career about life on the street and drug overdoses and degradation, I think this is this record reflects the true Iggy pop. I mean, an everyman, loving his home, keeping Main Street eyes, that's a song title, warning about the trashy glitter and moral compromise of Butt Town, that's another song, great song, stinging your eyes with tears with his stirring pean of love to his moonlight lady. Uh, You know that one now. Mm -hmm. Being conflicted and tormented by the influence of Pussy Power. That's another song. Great. Which has this hysterical little couplet in it. When it's there and I can't have it, I get real, real rabid. (laughs) You should see her face. (laughs) I'm just going to groan. Not overthinking. <laughs> Not overthinking really pays off. You it know? does it. I don't. But he always, unlike. See, I'm writing stuff like Dear Malcontent, and he's like, Roses are red, <laughs> violets are blue. <laughs> I like beating uh, off to you. You know, I mean, like. <laughs> he'll take that. He'll, he'll take, take it, that. Yeah. He'll take that. He employs next level dissing. That's also a specialty of his, as he demonstrates on the song called I Snub You. 
Oh. You're a mom and dad sure made a mess, he sings. You're going to look like watercress when I snub you. I mean, <laughs> how many times has she put her face in her hands? It's all genius when you hear it, I promise. It, Who thinks of watercress? Who says that shit? There's nothing genius about that. <laughs> but, the fact that he can make it into a song is what the genius part. The lyrics are not. No, and watercress. I'm picking them on purpose. Yeah. I, clearly. <laughs> clearly. You could People not. are going to be writing to you telling you you look like watercress for not <laughs> That's right. signing on for Iggy. That's true. I'm bored, he sings on the song of the same name. I'm chairman of the board. <laughs> She's doing it again. He certainly isn't the chairman of the boring. No. Nope. Oh, or? <laughs> He's kept it interesting from, till, from 1969 and the now legendary Stooges, a band which, in his own words, never bit the weenie, to his first solo album. And uh, up until, wait for it, last month. Yes, January 2023, the latest Iggy Pop release, Every Loser, featuring as... Uh, Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who I don't like, even though they're all great musicians, and Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses and others. Uh, and to me, he's uh, it's a damn good record. He's sharp as ever. He beats the audience on the very so- first song. Totally makes him look like... Watercress. Watercress. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Buzzsaw Punk number called Frenzy with lines like, So give me a try before I fucking die. My mind is on fire when I ought to retire. <laughs> I mean, he's 75 now, so he's got to say that. When this man says he has a lust for life, you believe him, you know. And when he says all aboard for fun time, he's going to make good on it. And he might be a loco mosquito who wants to be your dog. Even if he sings about dumb, dumb boys, he certainly isn't one of them. Elton John once said, I simply cannot understand why this man is not a huge star. And uh, I, could, I could even agree with that. But if you look at some of the examples of what constitutes a huge star, maybe it's enough or more to simply be a legend. And without question... That's what Iggy Pop is, and I'll leave you with his own assessment of himself. I may be mildly crazy, but at least I'm not some dick who never did anything. Mm. That is for sure. And if there's anyone out there still in ignorance of the Ig, living in an igloo or ignominiously buried under igneous rock, then I say, oh my, and a boo-hoo. Because in a world full of non-dicks who actually did things, Iggy Pop is one of the greats and is worth... In his own words, borrowing a line from Lust for Life's title track, which also serves as the name of his anthology, A Million in Prizes. So I think it is uh, fair to say that you are uh, standing. Oh, major stand for the egg, man. I mean, we're talking about a fan, but you're not creepy. Not creepy at all. So there it is. Okay, so the next band is certainly uh, dreamy, but that is not their name. The name is Deary. And this is the debut single for the band Deary. And the name of the song is Fairgrounds. So already, I mean, you're kind of checking everyone's boxes. And this band is Alternative Dream Pop and Shoegaze. Again, there were more descriptors, but I had to, again, you know, truncate and uh, just pick out the ones that I thought fit the uh, whatever it was, 20 seconds that I listened to of the song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got to get me in the first, you know, five to 20 seconds or I'm out. That happens easily with this one. <laughs> Absolutely. So here we go. Let's listen to Deary.
That was Deary. So, uh, what do you think of Deary, Deary? Well, Deary, I thought this was a fine young ensemble. <laughs> Actually, the word fairgrounds is so amply suggested by the carousel keyboards intro. I like what you Absolutely. said about they get you in the beginning. Yes. 20 seconds, yeah, that's enough with this. And then uh, even the, the vocal is like really ethereal too, but none of this Wonderland business is weak at all. It isn't. No, but you're the, being in that, that drum, when the drums come in, it's yeah. like bam, bam. Exactly. It is not weak at all. I mean, no. uh, you're being led or even compelled to ride till the last revolution. I mean, this is, this is just like that. And I got to say that uh, Deary uh, definitely put their good foot, uh, good foot forward on this one. Absolutely. The simplicity of the very beginning and then the marriage of the drums, you know, give the, the vocals the kick they deserve, right? They just kind of kick it up a notch. The vocals sound as if they have harmonies or maybe even that there's kind of some singing in a round, which I thought was kind of amazing. I actually picture her singing like in a church, you know, with like maybe just by candlelight and that voice ascending higher and higher and then the rounds you know, getting more and more dense, the echo getting more and more dense because it sounds like a church echo to me. I love it. I think this is a great track, especially for a debut track. For it to get me that quickly, holy crap. So you can expect a lot more wonderful, amazing, and completely unexpected music from Deary. You can find Deary on Facebook at, well, actually, not true. You can find Deary on Instagram. They are not on Facebook at D-E-A-R-Y Band. Hmm. Well, so um, I want to say, I have to say, I'm standing. Totally standing. And the thing is, there are people that I wouldn't be standing for are probably not going to catch my attention in the first 5 to 20 seconds. So I'm definitely standing. Speaking of standing, my feature next feature is one hit warblers and for this feature we discuss a one hit wonder that rocked either our world or the music world so in this case i think it did a little bit of both but not to the degree that some of the other one hit warblers we've discussed have however when i talk about the chart positions how long it held in that position and whatnot you'll see that it was a hit not many know this song, or we'll put the, them, the two together, but I love the song I Know by Dion Ferris. Do you know this song? Not by title or na- artist name, no. Okay, but I probably do. We're going to listen to it, and then we'll come right back. So, we did take a moment. We whisked David away to listen to I Know by Dion Ferris. So, I'm going to share what I want to share about her, and then I would love to hear your thoughts, because I believe that's the first time you've heard that song. Strangely enough, it was. So Dion Ferris is an American singer, songwriter, and producer from New Jersey. She was part of the hip-hop group Arrested Development's Hit Tennessee, which I love. I love Arrested Development for their bold lyrics and hypnotic catalog. Um, they still are making music, but without Dion, I believe. Dion is also known as Lady Die and the original soul rocker. And she released I Know in 1995, and it was a huge hit. It earned her a Billboard Music Video Awards Best Pop Rock New Artist, and she was also nominated for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance in 1996. This amazing song, I just, I could listen to this song on repeat. This amazing song spent 10 weeks at number one, 
and had an amazing staining power, and it remained on the charts for a total of 28 weeks. This soulful song had me from the first lick. It held my attention with the insistence that she knows what you're doing, and it's not going to work this time. The chorus, the bridge, the supreme danceability of the song have, has earned a permanent spot in my faves. I never turn this song off and sing along at the top of my lungs while recalling the video that was all over MTV. So Dion in her yellow denim vest, long sleeve shirt, white jeans, and a tuxedo jacket had all the makings of a pop star. An adorable face, great hair, and a soulful and memorable voice had all but sealed the deal. So what happened? Well, the American public is a fickle mistress, as we know. She released four more albums, with the most recent taking place in 2014, but hasn't been able to match the runaway success of I Know. Well, I know I'll never forget Lady Di. So, what did you think of this song? Obviously, as you can tell, I'm I'm in love with this song. Well, I uh, unfortunately, I was uh, insulated uh, from this song by Tar, uh, but... Uh, People always talk smack about pop, but I'll tell you, great pop is every bit as sublime as great rock, and this is both, of course. This is pop rock. This is very toothy, for sure, and uh, I love that husky vocal, the kind that we get from Joan Armour Trading and Tracy Chapman. I mean, it's so good, oh. only decidedly rocking her, although Joan Armour Trading's pretty rocking, too. Yeah. But um, very it's sexy. Uh, powerful. It's, it's powerful. It's sexy. It's, uh, it's very engaging and catchy. And it's one of those singable things. And, yeah, I totally get it. And I know it seems that uh, because someone doesn't have what constitutes a hit, that their actual hit engenders short-term standing. But, really, uh, a band can have quite a bit of success without putting out what we define as a hit. Absolutely. You know, um, halfway decent selling albums and a loyal fan base and everything. But uh, sometimes it is surprising when they get a real big one that there isn't something that follows. uh, But... uh, there are bands like that, and uh, thank you for pointing out this one-hit warbler that uh, I was uh, sadly in ignorance of. Absolutely, and you know what's interesting, too, about what you said, and I love that you said it, is music and the industry was very different then than it is now. So a lot of bands that had great success then would not have success now because they didn't have the power of the media behind them in the way that they did then. It was just a different, a different time, and the reason that she got so big is number one amazing song i just am in love with that song she's adorable she's got this beautiful sexy voice she can sing her ass off and she appeared on mtv every five seconds her face was everywhere the song was played incessantly for 28 weeks so you know she made her mark But today, it's very different, right? The industry, as we know it, has kind of crumbled in a way. So if she were had this song and wanted to pitch this song, she would have to do it the way Ascent does it, the way all of us do it, and hope that somebody heard it and wanted to do something with it. So I'm grateful that there was a time where you could give your tape to... Sony or yeah. Capital, yeah. and they might sign you. That those days are definitely over. But uh, I'm so grateful that people like Dion Ferris, who sang backup for some really big acts for a very long time, was part of that the the group, you know, Arrested Development. That she got her moment in the sun, and uh, that she's recognized and was celebrated by the Grammys and everything, because she certainly deserves it. And uh, I'm I'm happy to be hopefully 
making people listen to her that maybe have never heard her before because I think she's exquisite. So thank you so much for allowing me to share one of my favorite one-hit warblers with you. I'm going to share another favorite. I am such a stan for this band. Don't we know it? All right. And this time it's personal. Yeah, this time it's personal because it's Desperate Journalist. Back for the second time on our show, though it's been quite a while since we played them the first time, which is probably greater than a year. We played them actually on a progressive rock show that we had. But now they're back with a live album. And the song that we're going to play for you is Hollow. They hail from London. And uh, they are indie pop, alternative, post-punk, and goth, which is such an amazing, amazing just grouping of genres and bits. And you'll hear it. It's, it's just dripping with goodies. And I love this band. And I was happy to see they had something new out. And you will not believe that it's live because it sounds so good. So let's listen to Desperate Journalists' Hollow.
Oh, this is my big time stand. Desperate journalist. What are your thoughts, David? Well, Hollow by Desperate Journalist is definitely full of surprises. It starts off with a surprise. The surprise is that you said this is a band that's working today, but this so strongly rooted this 80s techno new wave thing that it's it's hard to believe it's not simply a throwback or, or simply a deep cut that's been turned back around. This is new. I mean, this band is working today. This is yeah. not some, uh, you know, uh, tre- forgotten treasury, and it, indeed it would have been. Then uh, you're going along in this, in this techno mode and everything, but then this really sharp female vocal grounds the whole song. I mean, it, it was almost on a little bit of an ethereal trajectory, and then she just brings it down strong with this uh, powerful vocal. And but it's airy at times. It is. And oh yes. Hard. Yeah. Which the contrast it, pleases me to no end. It does. Those. It gets into those punchy power chords. Yes. And then uh, it really comprises the the best of the European post punk, but really not all that post. It's honestly pretty punky, you know. Uh, and some of the song just pile drives over you. Well, I think the the post punk part is their punk elements, but it's so melodic. Yeah. It's It's not. It's not noise. There's a little prog noise in there, which I really fucking love, but it's not um, it's not as post-punk as they think, but then it's not as punk as they think. Well, exactly what you said. What I written next was that it, it settles back down in yeah. to this uh, undeniably, just undeniably soulful and memorable melody. Yes. I mean, it really is. And then the, the big surprise comes at the end when you hear the audience, and it's like, that was live. That live. was absolute perfection. What do you mean perfection. that was live? You know, uh, so brilliant stuff from uh, Desperate Journalist. A great find on your part. I mean, absolutely um, brilliant musicians. It's so good. The melody, the song, the structure, the textures, the chorus. Hello, hello, hello. I mean, I can't. I'm just like, mm-hmm. it kind of builds that tension, which I really love in songs. And again, I said she's both airy and hard. That is the thing that really gets me. And um, I really think that they have solidified their place, you know, in, you know, the the popular music era, if we if you call it that, because I've noticed that their numbers are climbing Mm -hmm. since we first played them. I'm not saying it's attributed to us, but I'm pleased to see that their numbers are climbing. Yeah. People are hearing them. People are understanding how good they are. And, you know, stand all day long for this band. Super huge, crazy, crazy fan. Not creepy, but crazy. De- desperately standing. Desperately, in fact. desperately standing. standing. Yes. In fact. So you can find them on Facebook at Desperate Journalist. Holy shit! I hope they come here. If they come here, I want to go see them. I would pay pretty good, damn good money to go see them. So, well, that takes us to a little known and little used feature called More or Less. So now this particular feature was created for David, but he's not fucking using it, so I'm going to use it. Oh, well, why don't you use an audio because I was going to say something. Are you fucking yeah, kidding me? No, because I honestly, I forget about this little uh, this little gem here, and uh, then I see it on the format, which I saw for the first time uh, you know, a couple hours ago. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I can think of something I can fill 60 seconds with. Yeah, oh, but we'll go, we can dope it. I think we, I think we can afford uh, 60 seconds for each of us. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to do the clock because we need to do a stop clock because that's a thing. More or less. So basically the feature is 60 seconds or less to give a State of the Union for music or any, for any time and any genre. So 
Uh, we're going to set the clock here. We're going to give you your 60 seconds, and we'll see what you can do with it. And I am super excited because this was created for you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Go. All right. Well, we know the Grammy sucks ass and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is bullshit. And we also know, if we're honest with ourselves, that we would love to win one and be inducted into the other. So sure. that's not that's not bullshit here. True that. Okay. And uh, however, we are forced to endure the uh, the most intolerable and sufferable noisemaker ever thrust upon the Ameri- uh, the uh, the world public in quite some time in Bad Bunny. However, <laughs> at the Oscars the other night, old school rocks, baby. We got a couple of old dinos kicking ass. Ozzy Osbourne won two, and Edgar Winter won one for a tribute album to his brother Johnny, his late brother Johnny. So damn, rock on. Damn, that was not even sixty seconds. Oh, for some you reason I was so thinking good. thirty. Well, hey, if you got more, yeah, no, that, that was that fucking was rad. Thirty-five yeah. seconds. Damn. Okay. Well, mine should be sixty seconds or less. We shall see. But I'm gonna have to talk fast. Are you ready? It's the first time I've ever done this because I just thought, shit, we got to do these. All right. So here we go. <clears throat> and just like that, Bonnie Raitt and Willie Nelson win the Grammys and will live forever as musical legends. Lizzo won. Yes, it's about damn time. Harry's House was the album of the year and also won Best Pop Vocal Album, but the live performance was fraught with issues that did not go unnoticed. Damn. He also caught heat for saying, this doesn't happen to people like me. So good-looking, talented, gender-fluid dresser, dressing, former One Directioner and X-Factor winner seems to have happened exactly to you. What am I missing? Samar Joy Ella Fitzgerald did her way into Best New Artist, and Adele scored a Best Pop Solo Performance with the Earworm, Easy on me. Unholy saw Sam Smith and Kim Petras taking best Bob duo group, but their performance angered the gods and the audience, resulting in an FCC complaint. Will CBS have to pay? A highlight of the night was the flask passing between Lizzo and Adele and the inaugural Dr. Dre Global Impact Award being awarded to Dr. Dre himself. This is exactly as it should be a sick ass songs. The next episode, Still Dre and Nothing But a G Thing, definitely is why he should be celebrated and has a global impact award named after him and i gotta say as much as i bag on modern music a couple of artists deservedly snuck in there in spite of the fact of how good they are because usually you gotta really suck to get a grammy but uh harry a lot of harry's stuff is crap but that single uh as it was is just brilliant great pop great great pop i love him and uh you know yeah so we got some we had some good people winning so i'm real happy about that absolutely so I'm sorry my voice wasn't really up to my challenge, but I did write it, and I was like, I'm fucking doing it, even though my voice Your voice has been flawless today. Gave out. Well, thank you. I think it sounds super weird in my mind. So, all right. Well, um, that's uh, more or less the end. <laughs> so here's the wrap-up, and I will turn it over to you, David, for that. All right. Well, I guess that means it's time to wrap this puppy up on a neat little blanket. Uh, coming up. Winging it now. What the heck is that anyway? Uh, mm. You, you know, we're really glad you asked. In case you, we've just been throwing it at you, and you'd be going, "Uh huh." I'm not going to ask what winging it because yeah. uh, I'll sound dumb. Okay, so we're glad you asked. It's a short show about one music-related topic. No tracks, no features. We don't play songs. Just an informal chat where opinions and laughter are promised. Because where our opinions clash, our laughter will, your laughter will indeed be engendered. Absolutely. So. Uh, we offer up something new every week, and we invite you to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Deezer, and many more. Always click subscribe and enable notifications. Follow us, please, on your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at Boaf on Air. That's B-O-A-F, as in birds of a feather, on air. This is where we advertise our new themes. Tell your friends and bands to send in their music. And we also want to grow our flock, and we need your help to do that. 
Please share us on your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. feeds, and share your birds with the world. And uh, the usual, the formalities and the niceties and uh, the pheasantries haven't been dispensed with. Yes. Um, or haven't been uh, prosecuted. I guess that only leaves for you to say... Let's get the flock out of here. This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.